Hello and welcome to season two of Cows Not Cow, how to make your networking really work. And this time, the herd is herd. I'm John Ellis. Joining me as always, our networking aficionado, king of the coffee stations at in-person events, and oracle of the occasional online version. It's Andrew Smith. Hi, Andrew. Hi, John. Good to see you again. How are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. Now, I, I do this to you every week, and I think you're on a, a sort of one for, one against uh, at the moment. Season one, we went through the various stages of a theoretical networking event, the before, during, after, and ever after. And you, you give out loads of tips and hints to help guide novice or maybe even returning networkers who are trying to get up to speed again. This season, more of a practical season where we, we meet actual people as our guests, all of whom are at varying stages of their own networking journey. So far, uh, we've met Siobhan Jaffrey, Phil Anderson, Darren Agasold, and Richard Corrigan. Today, we're about to meet Graham Forbes of Precise Communications. But before we do that, let me once more try to delve into the dim, dark, distant, dusty recesses of Andrew's brain and ask, do you remember where your networking path first crossed with Graham's? Yes, I do. Once more, it was in the, the black and white days. In a previous <laughs> role that Graham had, and Graham was uh, doing some excellent PR work for us. And I know that uh, Graham was then encouraged to, to do some networking by his then boss, and we were fortunate that was it was one and then several of, of our events. So this is one that, yes, I can remember. Good. Uh, Graham, welcome. Before we get on to your past and how you started your networking journey, tell us about your, your current job. Do you work for someone else now? Have you got your own business, where you started, what you do exactly, all of that? How does it all shape up? Hi, John. Good to see you again. And you? Been, it's been too long. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I run my own business, um, doing PR, marketing and copywriting for small businesses across Aberdeen, Aberdeenshire and Tayside. I've been doing that for about five years. Um, and before that, I worked for different agencies around about town um, doing doing the same kind of stuff, um, but with a little bit more uh, fun when it's your own boss. Yeah, absolutely. So when did you start your networking then and why? I remember my first networking event when I met Andrew it was actually my first day in that job um, that you mentioned. So oh, wow. before I'd even set foot in the office, I was at a networking <laughs> event. So I thought that was great. But, but were you were you daunted at all? I mean, look, you know, looking back, if you can remember that far back, were you? Um, were you did you feel nervous? I, I I don't. I probably hadn't given it much thought um, beyond that the time and place. And I remember it was a morning start, so hopefully it wasn't too early a start. Um, but I probably hadn't given it much thought beyond where the venue was. Um, it was at the old um, the old Cafe Coastal on the Beach Boulevard. Um, so I doubt I would have been there before. So I was probably more focused in terms of getting the venue right and showing up on time than anything else. Uh, I do remember meeting Andrew at the doors as I came in. Um, the event was about LinkedIn training. Um, and Mr. LinkedIn, Mark Williams, was the, 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 the speaker. Um, but I don't remember much else. Maybe that says more about me than anything else. It was it was quite a few years ago. It wasn't an alcohol event, was it, Andrew? Absolutely yeah. not. No. It was quite early. It was quite early in the morning. Um, so you, you've had a mix of it then, where you've networked on behalf of an employer on, on day one, and, and now um, for your own business. Do you find you change your approach for either? And if so, how? I would say probably in the beginning, I was more of a, an informal networker. So quite happy to get out of the office, go along, grab a cup of coffee, speak to my pals and then maybe go home at the end of the event without maybe having achieved too much. Um, I probably over time grew to like a bit more structure to my networking. So, um, you know, that can vary in terms of the different formats of the events themselves, but also maybe going into an event with a clear kind of goal in mind. 
Um, and it could be something as simple as, you know, speak to speak to one or two new people, you know, rather than just, you know, your mates who you've seen at the last event. And I'm curious here in this instance, we'll get on to formats and things like that in a moment, but because you're you're working in public relations, do you, do you ever have to network on behalf of a client? Yes and no, I suppose. I've attended a few conferences and industry events where our clients maybe had a stand. So in that sense, possibly, yes, that you're maybe by the stand or on the stand briefly and you've got to kind of put your put your sales hat on. And at other events, I've maybe taken a client along as a guest to introduce them to the organizer or, or something else. I mean, you've, you've kind of answered this already. Do you have a preferred networking format? Um, you know, you know now that there are very lightly structured formats where it's the, the fewer as many conversations you want, the more structured ones. You know, there might be a little bit of speaking involved and that the conversation that the format gives you the conversations and then some that are somewhere in between with a mixture of both. What is, is your preferred format now? Is it the more structured ones? I probably like the ones where if you don't get to meet everyone in the room, you certainly get to hear from everyone in the room. Yeah. So, um, you know, with some of the more informal events, you may have people show up at different times throughout the hour or two hours. So you may not catch them or may not may not see them beyond a face walking in and out of the, the door. Yeah. But I think it's probably more about the ability to follow up afterwards. Yeah. You can maybe get a brief a brief snippet about what they do. You try not to be too too sales focused in the event itself. You'll find you'll find it pretty quickly if you've got kind of some common ground with that person. Yeah. A huge point that we've you know we've covered and covered covered some of the guests in this season and the previous season that yeah it's just it's just a two-hour event. It could just be a two or three minute conversation. You know, that can be a can be a start or can move a relationship on a little bit, but that is not the start and the finish far from it. But if you look at the different ways in which you've well, I suppose you should ask, have you benefited from networking? And if so, how have you benefited from it? Absolutely. First of all, I would probably be getting me out of my comfort zone. So probably when I was kind of new to to working, it was more a case of it was maybe a little bit of a a little bit of an inconvenience, maybe to get get away from the work that needed done. It was piling up back at the office, and you had an event to go to, um, but still had to fit in the work as well. But probably, if you look at it more in a structure or more more professionally, you know, you can use it to your advantage in terms of maybe doing a bit of research before the event to see who else is going to be there, and maybe looking up, you know, if it's a new new name or a new company, and maybe finding out a little bit about them before the event rather than going into it blind. Any, any other ways in which you've benefited, maybe in terms of business one or, or public speaking or how you get your messages across about what makes you, your business different? In terms of business one, yes and no, but it's it's maybe a case of more about what happens out with the event in terms of business one. Um, there may be, a, there's a few examples where somebody, well, I meant to speak to you about that or I've got something for you, but that tends to be a conversation that happens separately rather than when there's 20, 30 people in the room with you. Definitely in terms of, you know, public speaking, confidence, how you present to different audiences, 100%. So, Graeme, do you feel your networking skills have, have improved over time? Is it something that you consciously work at? I wouldn't say I consciously work at it, but it's maybe just come more through repetition and through doing it over a longer period of time. Probably how I've changed is more in terms of thinking, how can I help other people rather than necessarily what I'm going to get out of the event? Okay. So there's little things that I, I notice myself doing. Um, somebody might might be speaking about a problem that they've been having 
and um, I do quite a bit of networking. So you might naturally think, well, actually, I know somebody who could give you a bit of advice about that. So you're always maybe one or two steps ahead of, of where the conversation is going and just listening out for little pointers and, and ways that you can do something to help. I always feel that I should be sitting here with a, a little um, handbell that whenever you come up with a point that Andrew's made from season one, he's go ting, there's a point to you, ting, there's another one. You've done quite a few so far, I have to say. Um, this isn't strictly a question on networking as such, more in your, your business and, and how you manage to cope during COVID, because we've all come through that. Um, for some businesses, it was simply we can't operate, we're, we're closing down, at least for now. For others, and I think probably the likes of yourself might fall into this, a lot of your clients probably still had things that they wanted to communicate with their audiences. And I know from my own point of view in terms of podcasting, actually my level of work increased and sort of thrived because of that. Was that something that you encountered as well? In a way, I would probably say that PR and marketing isn't always a priority. There's always different competing interests. And naturally, when there's a danger that business might have to close or they're waiting on government advice that they might close down, PR and marketing can fall slightly down their, their pecking order. So it was more about trying to stay in touch with clients where possible, have conversations, and then kind of go, go with their guidance in terms of where the timing might be. For the most part, business has been steady, but it's probably been a case of things have taken slightly longer than they would do otherwise if it hadn't been for COVID, just due to you know the 101 new things that people have had to deal with to keep, keep businesses open. Have you missed in-person networking? And have you managed to get back into it yet? I've had one in-person networking event. I would say I, I'm not a fan of virtual networking. I think Zoom's great for, for one-to-ones and, um, you know, avoids travel time and things like that. The issue that I had slightly with larger groups is there's always an onus on one person to lead the conversation. So it, it, it isn't. It isn't quite the natural flow of conversation that you would have if you were you know, with your mates at the pub or if you're in a room of people where there's only one conversation happening at any one time rather than the little breakaway conversations and so on. But it was, it, was, it was good that we were able to do some kind of networking over the past you know, 12, 18 months. Um, it wasn't a perfect solution. Uh, and I think that's been reflected by there is a lot of demand for a return to more kind of in-person events. It will take a bit of getting used to, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of them. You've answered, uh, I, I think, probably quite a few of these elements I'm about to ask you already. But when you are networking, you said you do quite a lot of it. Do you have targets attached to your spend now, goals that you set yourself? And, and do you find yourself preparing more or less now for events in any sort of special way? I'm not a planner, so I probably spend less time the more networking that I do. If there's a, maybe, a, say, for example, one networking event per month, I would probably find it easier to plan than more regular kind of things. This is just the time I'm going into different things. And because I work from work by myself, time spent at a networking event or, or so on is time away from doing the work that comes out of these meetings. So there's a lot of juggling going on. But I'm, I, I'm, I'm not a planner, so a lot of things tend to be off the cuff. If you look back to when you were a, a networking newbie, what would you tell yourself now preparing to go in that room? Or what's the best bit of advice you'd give to anyone starting out networking or maybe getting back into it after the layoff of, let's say, 18 months? Well, I actually, um, I, I thought of another example. So my first networking experience wasn't actually with, with ABN. It was um, when I was a student at RGU. And um, I can't remember who had organized it, but the, the whole class went along and there were different industry speakers. And at that event, I remember speaking to somebody who worked in the industry and managed to secure a, a summer placement. So... 
it probably answers the question in a way in terms of don't be afraid to, to ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask for what you want out of the event. Yeah. I think people who are generally at networking events are quite open to having these kind of conversations. Otherwise, they wouldn't be there. Yeah. So don't be kind of put off by thinking, well, that's a, that's a daft question. Just kind of be yourself and be kind of, you know, light about it, how you go about it. Shy kids don't get sweeties, as my granny always used to say. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you an option on this one, Graham, because your answer might come from from personal experience, and and if it does, and you're happy enough to share it, that's great. But you don't have to. It's sort of the polar opposite of Andrew's previous question. If Andrew's looking for that bit of advice that you give to someone for networking, I'm looking for that one thing you would absolutely stress to someone to avoid doing a, a networking event. I mean, under no circumstances. Do this. What would this be? I think it's got to be the sales pitch. We all go to networking events for different reasons, but I'm there to meet different people. I don't necessarily want to spend all my time just cornered by one person trying to sell me, you know, new pens or, or you know, printer ink, whatever it might be. So I think you need to remember why other people are there and not just goals that you might have in mind. I always found one one useful way to get out of these kind of situations was to volunteer to help the event organizer so i remember being in a couple of situations where i've helped andrew by you know um holding a clipboard and going and speaking to the the people who were first-time networkers or first-time attendees so that's quite often a good kind of way of getting yourself out of any kind of awkward uh, situations where somebody might be kind of monopolizing your time but generally if i'm in a if i'm in a work setting or if i'm in the office and somebody phones me with a sales pitch you know i'll i'll switch off right away so it's no different it's no different being in person to being on the phone or anything like that but i think just just speak like a normal person probably finally how do you feel you could improve your networking skills from this point on it probably comes back to the follow-up so in terms of you've been to the event you've met met somebody maybe met a few new people following up right away and kind of sticking to any kind of what was agreed, probably something I could improve upon. So I think, you know, even little things like going on social media after an event and kind of, you know, tagging a few people or what have you, or, or going out of your way to follow up with somebody who you maybe hit it off with, but doing it, you know, while the iron's hot, you know, within a day or two, not leaving it till the following week. Sometimes it's, it's down to the fact that an event might be at the end of the day and then, you're back in the office the following morning or you've got meetings the next day. So sometimes work gets in the way. But if you just set aside a bit of time to do that. Andrew, I think we've got a top of the class student here. That's just at the very end there, you came in and said, if you just set a bit of time aside, it's what you always say, isn't it? You know, make sure you block out a bit of time in your diary. It is actually time that you're spending on on building your business, if you like. Yeah, otherwise the what we talked about earlier, you know, otherwise it is just the, the two, three, maybe maybe five minute conversation, you know, and that's not enough. In what other contexts would we have a good, you know, promising relationship or business-driven conversation and just stop it there? And what Graham says about marking off time, we can all do that on our phones or our calendars. You know, it could be as little as half an hour being marked off. And it's amazing how quickly you can send short follow-up emails and connect on social media in that half hour the next day. You've got three meetings the next day. Well, add in another half hour, so much more likely to happen. I've met a lot of people through networking and, you know, in some cases we've not done any work together or we might have done work, you know, several years after we first met. But there's a big social element to it as well. You just you never know who you might meet in the room. You might you might have like-minded people. Little examples could be a solicitor, it could be an electrician, it could be any number of things that you can use in your own personal life as well. But you want to give work to people that you get on with as well. 
So you know, just be yourself when you go to these events, I would think. Absolutely. And that is episode five in season two of Cows Not Cow, how to make your networking really work. The herd is heard. Our aim is to help you on your networking journey through showcasing the journeys of others, perhaps similar to your own. We'll highlight people at various stages on that process, and every single one of them has value to share with you. Next time, we meet James Allen of Flux. In the meantime, if you want to catch up with any of our podcasts so far from season one or season two, make sure you follow us on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out there everywhere. And please feel free to rate and review our podcast too. If you'd like to find out more about Andrew, the art of networking or the networking scene in Aberdeen in Scotland, check out abnworks.co.uk for some more networking blog tips. That's abnworks.co.uk. And you'll find Andrew on LinkedIn as well, where he's always happy to make new connections and chat about people's networking questions, experiences, and challenges. Search Andrew Smith from Aberdeen Business Network on LinkedIn. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.